to this episode of Law Girl. I'm Jasmine Dea coming to you from my personal injury law firm, JD & Co., located in Midtown, Toronto. I am dedicating this episode of my podcast to all the university grads out there. I have an idea of what you are going through right now. No, I'm not just saying that. I'm about to tell you a story. Here is what you may not know about me. I graduated a semester early from undergrad. I had transfer credits from a pre-college program, language credits, and I completed a course in the summer as it didn't make sense for me to pay, or rather for my parents to pay, for a full final semester at a very expensive school in US dollars when I was short to only one course. So instead of graduating during the spring of 2002, I graduated in December 2001 with degrees in economics and finance. Here is the issue. September 11th happened. September 11th, 2001. I was in Dallas, Texas. I woke up, got ready for my morning class, and I received a call from my then boyfriend who was in Toronto. He said very seriously, Jasmine, don't leave home right now. No hello, no good morning, nothing. And by the way, that boy also never called me that early. He loved sleep, an issue that caused problems for us later in the relationship as I love getting up early and making the most of the day, but that's a side note. I asked him what he was talking about and he told me to turn on the television. He realized I didn't know what was happening. Every channel showed flames, one tower, and then the next tower, and then the Pentagon. Similar to now, it was unbelievable. It was shocking. It was the type of moment where you wonder if this is actually happening. Admittedly, at that point, I didn't realize the magnitude of what was happening and what this meant for the U.S. as well as for the world. I was 21 years old and all I knew is that I had to get to my finance class because that professor actually took attendance. I told my boyfriend that he was overreacting. Nothing would happen to me. The Twin Towers were in New York City and I was in Dallas. As I said, I didn't realize the magnitude of the situation at that point. I walked into the business school that morning and every classroom was empty. But every classroom door was open and every classroom had the large overhead television projectors playing the news. There was an eerie feeling in the air as I walked down the hall. There wasn't anyone there except me, and I'd never seen all the televisions on playing the news in every classroom of the school. The Cox School of Business at SMU in Dallas, Texas is an incredible institution. It had everything possible in terms of technology, and everything was new and very pretty. I walked into that school feeling the vibe of success every day. I feel privileged to have attended that institution. But my finance class that morning had about 18 students. That was the normal size, class size. Uh, We were lucky that we had small class sizes and everyone knew each other. I walked into the classroom that day and I saw a girl crying. Another was consoling her. Aside from our class, there were no other students that I saw that day. I learned later that classes had been canceled. My finance prof, he was pretty serious. He tried to teach that day, but nobody could focus. He finally gave up about 15 minutes in and just assigned reading to us before abruptly walking out of the classroom. Looking back, I don't even think the professor had fully realized what was happening that morning. 
I walked out and thought I could get to work early that day. I was, wor- I was working in the treasury department at Pegasus Solutions in Dallas, Texas at the time. It's a company that provides technology services to hotels wor- worldwide. I'd interned in the summer and then they hired me back part-time during my last semester. I recall arriving on my floor of the office building and nobody was there except my boss. He was head of the treasury department. I knocked on the door to his office, which I rarely did because I was, you know, just the university student um, and he was head of the department, Um, but I didn't know what else to do. So I knocked on his door and I recall him telling me I could leave because everyone else had left. The staff were apparently too anxious to work. I said, okay, and I left. While I was working at Pegasus, I realized that I loved what I was doing, but also that I wanted to do more and again started toying with the idea of law school, which I'd wanted to do since I was about 12 years old. My parents had steered me away, wanting me to go to med school. I did a pre-college pre-med program at Johns Hopkins after high school, but before undergrad and said, nope, it wasn't for me. So I pursued economics and later finance and thought it would be, thought I would be um, eventually an investment banker on Wall Street. That was the plan. I recall my accounting prof wanting me to apply to Enron as he was able to recommend a couple of people and usually those people got hired. I said no politely. I appreciated it, but I didn't want to go to Houston. I wanted to go to New York. Um, Enron was based out of Houston. For those of you too young to know the fate of Enron, Google the company and read about the scandal. Very happy that did not work out. Um, Anyway, I secured interviews with Arthur Anderson and J.P. Morgan Chase. And I remember being at dinners with recruiters and feeling like I had a job for sure. Well, guess what? I didn't get the job. I couldn't even make it to the second round of interviews. As I made it through the vetting process and was being considered, they realized I was Canadian. I was told by both companies that they couldn't secure my work permit to stay in the U.S. given September 11th. I told them I was just Canadian, not a foreigner. Apparently, being Canadian still means you're a foreigner to Americans. I was devastated. The Clinton years had been good, lots of jobs. I was making money in the U.S. and coming home and feeling wealthy with the exchange rate. Now what was I going to do? I couldn't stay in the U.S. I couldn't get a job. And getting a job in finance in Canada would be impossible. First of all, the available jobs in Canada were slim. And I had no pull with any of them. As well, the recruiters from the companies in Canada were all going to Canadian schools. Plus, I was graduating in December, which is not the traditional stream, so there was very, very little available. All this time, my dream and my plan had been to be on Wall Street in New York as an investment banker. I had to change my plan because clearly I wasn't going to follow the original plan. It wasn't going to work. I made a decision and it was the best decision of my life. I was going to move home back to Toronto, back to the city I love with the friends and family and culture and everything else that I love. And I was going to go to grad school. I wrote the LSAT in October 2001 and I did law school applications uh, while finishing my last semester of undergrad. I also applied to university in Canada to complete a master's in economics that started in January 2002. 
That was my backup plan. I wouldn't know about law school until February or March, and given how hard it was to get into a Canadian law school at that time, as well as now, but back then we had an increase of applicants because of September 11th and the economy not doing well. Uh, So there's a lot more people thinking about going to law school. So I wanted to ensure I had a backup plan. I've never actually talked about this publicly until now, but I started the Masters of Economics program at the University of Ottawa in January 2002. And a few weeks after I got my law school acceptance to Queens in, I believe it was February 2002, which was one of my top choices uh, for law schools, I dropped the master's program. So here I am starting the master's January 2002, around the end of February 2002, I get my law school acceptance. I'm thinking about what to do with this master's and come March, I said, forget it, I'm done. I considered finishing the master's in economics, but I couldn't get it done before law school in September. And I wasn't a fan of winter in Ottawa, especially coming straight from Dallas to winter in Ottawa. But here's the real truth. Admittedly, I was having a lot of fun with my boyfriend and uh, he was working in Toronto, Ottawa, and Montreal. So hanging out with him and traveling with him and helping with his business until I started law school in September 2002 was what I decided to do. That was the only time in my entire life that I chose what some would call the irresponsible route. And guess what? I have zero regrets. I was young in love and having the time of my life and I was going to law school. That was March to September 2002, six months of a pretty relaxed lifestyle. My parents were unimpressed, nothing new. I learned a lot though. I learned how to run hotels. My boyfriend, who was also husband number one, taught me well. There were days he slept in and I recall running those hotels. I didn't mind at all. I've always loved working. I already knew how to run restaurants as that's what my parents owned growing up, so it came pretty easy. And it has helped me with real estate investing and operating the firm as well as business in general. I started at Queen's University School of Law in September 2002. I met incredible people at an incredible school and graduated in 2005. I had the best experience. I went from articling student, associate, and lawyer at the same firm. My boss retired a few years ago and I bought my piece of the pie and here I am. I love practicing law. I love serving my clients. I love the thrill of litigation. I love the people I meet, the places I go for work, and I am now the proud owner of my law firm. All of this happened because I graduated after September 11th and couldn't secure a job. Here's my advice to you. Enjoy the time you have because you will never have it again and figure out plan B. It may actually end up being even better than your original plan. Your life is what you make of it. Congratulations to the class of 2020. You will most certainly be the ones that people talk about for years to come. You are literally making history. Make it count. Signing off, Jasmine Dea, Law Girl. (laughs) 